Try my red robin suit. It comes from Bristol too. See my vest. See my vest. See my vest. Do you want another rest? I'm looking at my no sweat bet. <laughs> On um, FanDuel. For the NFL. The NFL starts this weekend. You're probably very excited about that. I'm so excited. Oh, my God. The Patriots. The uh, Bears. Falcons. No sweat first bet. Up to $10. Give me a break. You can't win shit on $10. So they're saying, bet $10. If you lose, we'll just reimburse you. Well, you won't actually reimburse you, but we'll give you some credits to use for betting. You can't cash out those credits. And I have a profit boost. Ooh, tennis. Fuck that. I am betting on tennis. Why didn't you respond to my song? Uh, I didn't hear it. I asked you a question, and then you just ran right over. Yeah, I didn't hear it, so I didn't know what to say. You didn't hear it? No. What do you mean you didn't hear it? I didn't hear the song. I mean, I guess you were singing, but I was wrapped up. Oh, I see. Cool. Not literally. Cool, just like not listening. I didn't know that was a performance. Well, I was talking to you. No, it sounded like you were setting your stuff up and just singing a song. Like sometimes I was, and then after I said, "Do you want to hear the rest?" Sometimes when you're doing dishes, for example, or you're wiping down the counter in the, the kitchen, you'll sing the BK theme song, or whatever it may be. At BK, have it your way. Whopper, 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 junior, double, triple, whopper. Yeah, that's patty. pretty close. That's, you know. Yeah, my kids sing it all the time for some reason. Yeah, it's terrible. They did a good job of making a song that isn't just a quick jingle, but just a, a song with changing lyrics that sticks in your head. It doesn't yeah. actually make me eat Burger King, though. Ugh, yeah, gross. Hey, what is that? What is that reaction to Burger King? I don't know. Burger King grosses me out just thinking about it. Why is it any worse than the others? I'm not. I'm not sure. <laughs> it seems like low rent fast food, like checkers or something. Uh, people love checkers. They say, checkers. I know, but don't you think of it as low rent? No, checkers to me was high quality. What? It's like you want to go get something good, you go to checkers. What? Stop. Yeah, that was the because the fries had the special taste. There was obviously <laughs> it gave you diarrhea. No, there was obviously more effort put into the fries. Then you would get it, say, McDonald's. McDonald's was like, oh, that's a basic cut. You just took a potato and you put it through a cutter. I would say it would be a classic. Okay, that's fine. You know, like, yeah. Classic or not, but at Checkers, like, oh, you've added crunchy things and seasonings. Mm -hmm. And so to me, Checkers was a higher quality burger. Wow. If you want low quality, you go to Crystal. That's, uh, who knows, a piece yeah. of cardboard crystal or what's it called other place white castle you get a wet bun it's steamed but we steamed it too much and now it's soggy <laughs> ew i've only had crystal like maybe one or two times and the only thing i actually kind of liked was the chicken but sometimes it would have like so much mayonnaise i wanted to hurl. a crystal chick yeah that was a good thing yeah but I couldn't go with the little burgers because of the color of the meat. It's gray. And how thin it was and strange. Well, that, I didn't like that's it. the thing. You're not even eating. Why is the meat there? I don't think it adds any flavor. <laughs> I was like, give me the bun, the wet bun with the uh -huh. mustard and the pickle and whatever the else they put on there. I don't sometimes cheese if you want. Yeah. So there's like no beef flavor. Like, I wonder if you took the patty off of the crystal burger and ate it on its own, like. With your eyes closed, you know, and you're like, what is this? What am I eating? I don't think you'd be able to figure it out. You wouldn't know that Some it's... weird disc. I ate White Castle. Excuse me, I have to clear my throat, but I'm going to mute my mic because I'm polite. Okay. Is that pointed? Uh, is it me? Uh, uh, well, now if I mute my mic, you can tell and then you get worried that I am gone. Because you, so you have such a hiss in your line. I know, I'm working on it. I've <laughs> been working on it for weeks. I know, but then I can't figure out what to do. And I've had my kids constantly. It's been annoying. What a I mean, I love them, but, you know, it's like hard. To no, 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 no. You just, you just 
said what you felt. Well, it's true. It's both. It's all those feelings. It's annoying, but it's fine. Well, I ate in Louisville White Castle. I don't. We have White Castle in New York. I don't know why I didn't eat it here ever, but for okay. whatever reason, I was like, "Ooh, I'm gonna get this," and I ate like six fucking burgers. <laughs> it's not. That's not that much, really. No, but I, I know. I'm not saying because of the amount, but just knowing what it is and thinking about eating six of them. <laughs> I passed out so hard after eating them, <laughs> and I felt like shit. It was. It really was like being punched and knocked out. Yeah. I don't know what causes that. I don't know what caused that. Well, that for you especially, you when you eat, you fall you want to f- go to bed. Yeah, because I have which is like a diabetes thing. I have issues. No, it's not a diabetes thing because I've have the blood work mm-hmm. done. There's no pre diabetes happening here. Mm-hmm. It's just liver issues. Liver issues? Yeah. There's elevated ALT enzymes. Not AST. Don't get them confused. I don't know. The okay. the latter is the booze <laughs> enzyme. Oh, okay. Even though doctors don't seem, I went to the doctor the other day. He's like, you drink a lot? I said, no. Used to. Well, like, yeah, any liver, anything, right? They're just like, what's happening? So why is your liver doing that? I don't know. I want to avoid it. I went to the yeah. doctor for other reasons. I think I've already mentioned it on the show. I don't know, the low testosterone test. I came back and my levels were low. And I so I went to the doctor to figure that out. And then she said, well, what's this here with the, the liver enzymes? I'm like, God damn it. This is, I, I went to the same hospital group so they would have ease of access to information. But now I realize right. that I should have just gone and, and gotten a new doctor and said, oh, I had a test prior, but we should take another one. And then they would have never known about the liver enzymes. But now she said, well, one, you need to test your testosterone in the morning. This test was done in the afternoon previously. So you need to come back. But also I'm going to retest these liver enzymes. I don't like the look of this. And uh, if if these are still elevated, there's nothing I can do for you. Be- what, what do you mean there's nothing I can do for you? Well, in terms of like testosterone replacement therapy or something, it's like. Oh, because it's you can't it'll combine that issue with whatever's going on with your liver. It could raise the, the liver levels hmm. further. So there you go. Exacerbate. So there you go. Look into my medical history. Fuck HIPAA. <laughs> I mean, it's not breaking the law when you share your own. Yeah, I don't. Think but we should all be talking about for... these things because there's stigmas attached. Eh, I don't feel that way. I don't feel like most people should be talking about their. If you want to talk about them with somebody close to you because it's bothering you, or you know, like I like to do, I like to not talk about it. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it seems like you like to talk about. No, it. No, no, to this extent, but I don't. Okay. You know. You don't like to think about it, but I don't think you mind talking about it. Oh, okay. That's fair because I, I brought it up. But even yeah. coming home from the doctor, uh, you know, I mentioned it to Christina, but then I was like, I don't want to talk about it anymore because now I'm going to go do a bunch of research and realize that I have liver disease. Spiral. <laughs> hey, it's the next logical step. Something out <sighs> well, of your control. Jump to the worst case scenario. That way, if it is the worst case scenario, you've prepped yourself. If it's not, you say, oh, well. That's called having anxiety. (laughs) Catastrophizing. Instantly going to like the worst option. You know, like it's like all black or white. It's like either I'm okay or I'm going to die. It's my identity now. Anxiety is my identity. (laughs) You're so I would never get rid of it. Yeah. We live in a world where people went to therapy just to get labels and diagnosis, and then they never had any desire to fix it. So it's like, thank you. That's all I wanted. Now I, now I can present this to the world. I'm anxious. I'm neurodivergent. Right. You can't say things about me because of that. Neurodivergent is so such an umbrella. It's like, do loud noises bother you? You might be neurodivergent. It's like, yeah, loud noises are annoying. That's not a that's not a a mental disorder. Yeah, I feel like the person who likes the loud noises. No, I like the jackhammer going off outside my <laughs> window. It's like you're the one who's what? neurodivergent. Yeah, that sound is bringing you comfort somehow. Like, why? <laughs> <laughs> what are you avoiding? I mean, I understand that some sounds can bring comfort. I I put the air conditioner last night on eco by accident, which means once it gets to the temperature that you set it it turns off instead of just switching the compressor off and turning to fan 
Oh, uh-huh. and the difference in noise when it's on and then completely silence waking me up every time it went quiet. Yeah, that makes sense, though. But then that's a disturbance and it's a change in sound. And the sound that the air conditioner makes is not like. <laughs> no, I know. It's yes. <laughs> Like a helicopter hovering outside. <laughs> I like it. I like that noise. Yeah. I did that thing. Though. I'm neurodivergent because I don't like it. I did that thing last night where you're in bed and you're like waking up barely and getting out of bed to make the small adjustment that would take five seconds feels like the biggest ordeal in the world. <laughs> like, do you wrestle with it? Like while you're just laying there? Yeah. You realize if I just got up and did this, it'd be over by now. <laughs> It's sometimes yeah. similar with drinking water. It's like, oh, it's, oh my, yes. It's so, so hard to get up and drink water. I don't want to do that it. That is a constant for me because I'm so thirsty because of that Monjaro. And I used to be really good about drinking water. And now it's just become a part of my life. And it's like, yeah, I'm just so thirsty. I'm not going to do anything about it, but I'm so thirsty. I feel like we should officially start the show. I don't know what the, maybe okay. the topic will be. Hippa be damned. Sure. I can talk about my dad's medical stuff. Yeah, well, I don't know. Can share his. And send... Fuck HIPAA. <laughs> okay. Fuck HIPAA. <laughs> Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. My name is Greg Russ. So what were you saying, Manjaro? You still take that shit, huh? I shall do, baby. So how many... Pounds have you lost? I think 36. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Don't hold back. <laughs> well, I just, I mean, that's a lot. I know. I know. It's a fat cat plus a yeah. normal cat. <laughs> I was, should I just say the number? Fuck HIPAA. I mean, if you'd like to share it, who cares? Yeah, I would like to preface it by saying every body is different. Even if you have a similar looking body, people weigh different amounts. Oh, like we talked about yours you and how like yeah, I, you're setting yourself up so you can say, "I understand these days. I am benefiting from thin privilege." Oh no, no, I'm not saying that. I saw. Why would don't don't set me up to be an asshole? Well, I saw that. It's a it's top of mind. I saw a post. <laughs> Somebody was complaining about an overweight person spilling uh-huh. over their seat on a plane. And how they were in the other person's seat. Right. And they just wanted to rant about it. But they prefaced the whole thing by saying, look, I understand that I benefit from thin privilege. <laughs> this is the world. No, this is the world we live in. You should know me better not to talk bullshit. If I don't, if I don't say this, then people aren't going to be on my side. And they're going to say, oh, you fat shaming piece of shit. <laughs> Why don't you think about the fact that you are thin and how that means you have a different life and benefits you reap benefits that other people? Okay, don't. okay, okay. Well, this is that's the person going. I, whether or not they believe it, I have no fucking clue. It's all a show at this point, so the person has yeah. to say that. Do they really think that they're benefiting from thin privilege? Sure. It sounds like they're just covering their bases, like a lawyer. You know, there are things on both sides. If if you're overweight, you float more easily. <laughs> So I don't, uh, I benefit Float more easily. Is that true? I would assume. No, you weigh more. Yeah, but I feel like it's buoyant, buoyancy. Why would it be buoyant? Is it because water cells in the fat? Yeah, there's a lot of water. That's a great question. I've been watching um, my 600 pound life and uh, man, those people, some of them, it's just wild. Well, they don't, you know, it, it's always funny that they uh, go to see that doctor doctor now and doctor now then you've got 30 seconds to lose 30 pounds well he just he just when you're that size it's not that difficult to lose 30 pounds no it's not like they can lose in a month they can lose 50 pounds you know by not doing terribly too much different you know what i mean like if they moved more um they'd probably lose it but they also have to eat like way less 12,000 calories. They don't like do that. it. And then they come in and he's like, I'm not giving you the surgery. And they, it's water weight. <laughs> uh, They're in denial. They're addicts, you know, like it's, you know, it's all, it's all addicts. Look, I know, I, but anyway, I, I understand that it's difficult. Like it's easier said than done. It's like just yeah. don't eat that for a few days. I get that there's a lot more going on, but 
when someone's offering you, like the motivation is there, even if you couldn't do it long term, I feel like it's like, all right, I, this is very difficult, but I'm just going to get my shit together for a week so I can get this damn surgery. <laughs> it's Well, it's more than a week. It's usually like two months. That's a long time. Yeah. And, you know, they, they, they don't deal with the issues that got them there in the first place. Um, and they're in denial. They're like pathological eaters, you know, so they don't even realize but they always have how the much person. they're lying to the doctor or themselves about how much they eat. They always have the person who serves them. Well, that's what he says. He's like, who'll bring your food? You know, and it's like it's always a parent or, oh, my God, so many of them have husbands and boyfriends and fiancés. Like, damn. Well, there's a lot what? going on with the other person. Oh, too. absolutely. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not worthy yeah. of love. Nobody's going to love me, but if I can benefit a person somehow by bringing them nonstop calories. Right. Making them happy and also being their caretaker. And and, And then they also probably get a little bit of like, woe is me. Um, Aren't I, aren't I such a good person that I sacrifice so much for this person? You know, it makes it, it gives them a job. It gives them a purpose. And it, it puts all of that at risk when they're told, don't bring them food. Like, well, that's the only reason I exist to this person. Right. The only reason they love me is because I bring them food. In that instance where they say, you need to lose this many pounds before the surgery, the person really can't get food themselves. It would just take the other person not bringing them yeah. food. Well, there was this one lady that um, uh, was really like a brat. You know, she... She she was really sick when they when she came in and they did all of these interventions because she like stopped breathing. Um, She had a blood clot in her leg that dislodged and, you know, they were preventing it from, you know, traveling through her body and killing her. Um, But then once she got better from that, I think she got the she still got the surgery. And she refused to get out of bed and they were. Uh, the the uh, people would come in the physical therapist would come in and she wouldn't even look up from her phone or her laptop that she had up next to her in the hospital bed and they'd be like okay you know miss whoever like it's you know you ready she's like Mm-mm. like is that a yes or not like Mm-mm, no just like barely and it's like whoa that is like inhuman behavior and then um she was arguing with doctor now about how she didn't feel like she she's like i'm not getting up i'm not doing it like i'm not going to argue with you i'm not doing it and he was telling the daughter that was with her that like all right well she's having a tantrum right now and she's a child she's gonna act like a child you gotta treat her like a child if she wants water she has to get up and get it herself you know and of course they took her out of the hospital and they put her into the daughter's like apartment and then the daughter just continued to bring her everything that she needed. You know what I mean? Like never, nothing really changed except for the end when she finally stood up and then she felt really good. And I looked her up and she's lost like a bajillion pounds and she looks like a bobblehead. Oh, that's nice. I was going to say that I figured she got so stubborn that the daughter stopped bringing her water. And she said, I'll teach you. I'm not going to drink. <laughs> and then she killed herself. Yeah. I mean, they, it does seem like they would go to that point where, you know, just, <sighs> It's a lot, you know, it's maybe they could get to a point where they they follow the instructions, but the issues are still there that you've got to do. You should have put her stomach back in. He's like, hey, you want to be a baby? And then immediately (laughs) put her under. And then she wakes up and like, your stomach's back. Enjoy. Yeah. Enjoy your um, beach ball sized stomach. So that we fixed earlier (laughs) into the size of a golf ball. So just to confirm. Human fat is buoyant. Bone and muscle, a little more dense than water, so it sinks. That's why I sink, because I, yeah, I'm so strong and dense as a person. But most people, so there you go. Overweight people, they have the overweight privilege of being able to float a little easier. Where I go into water and I struggle to stay afloat, they don't, and I need them to acknowledge that. You should you should start a movement. Big boned, but not big boned. I mean, like the the start a movement. Uh, (laughs) The people you're going to get on your side in instance like that aren't people you really want to deal with. Absolutely not. They have their own agenda. Any movement that you start, I think any movement (laughs) would attract any of those people. Just different flavors. They have their own agenda. Okay. So anyway, the point is you brought it back to yourself. You're watching this show to feel good about the fact you weighed 160 pounds. Uh, No, I'm watching this show because of... 
I think because of my stuff with my dad. Um, well, you never told us your weight. I'm going to let me get back to that in a second. So um, my weight, the what I was starting to say <laughs> before we went on that tangent was that everybody weighs different amounts, even if your bodies look the same. Um, and you do the same amount of physical activity or whatever, and you guys look alike, you're going to weigh different amounts because maybe I have less muscle mass than you do. Maybe like you talked about, like your bones. I was maybe when I was at the doctor and this is a short one, I promise. I'm not going to take us on a, a long tangent, but I was at the doctor and the nurse asked me, how much do you weigh? And I said, I don't know, like 200, but at this point I bet like 198. She's like, no, no way. I was like, it is. And she said, I know. And then I got on the scale and I was 197.2. And I said, told you. Uh, She's like, well, that's under 198. I was like, okay, fine, <laughs> fine. You win. Told you. <laughs> um. So I weighed 170. And now I'm one thirty. Jesus Christ. I don't know why that uh, delayed reaction, but it took a second yeah. to 170s. Uh, what I'm supposed to weigh, according to the BMI chart, which I know, oh, which insane. I know is a bullshit chart. Yeah. But uh, I think that's it. So it took a second. I don't really. The Jesus Christ was also forced. I didn't. Whatever. <laughs> weighed 170. Fine. It's a bit yeah. surprising. I know I was I'm only five two, so I weighed too much. You know, it was too much. And I was uncomfortable. <clears throat> I mean, I was trying to I, I I wasn't ashamed, you know. I I wasn't uh so much in an emotional place about the size I was or how I looked. Um but I was just uncomfortable in my clothes, you know, I didn't feel as good. And because I'm small, I've always been able to like sit a certain way, like with my knees up. You know, um, because honestly, when you're short, chairs are just slightly not made for you. You know, like your feet touch the ground, but it's like they're a little bit like it's just a little bit harder. And so it's easier for short people. It's better for us to like put a knee up, you know, and I was having trouble sitting comfortably like that. And so, you know, it was just a little uncomfortable. And I had heard about, you know, all those things, the Ozempic and the whatever one and then the Manjaro. And I just asked my doctor, I just messaged her and said, yes, I'm on TikTok and I want to try Monjaro. She was like, see if your uh, insurance company approves it for weight loss. And so I did. And they did. So I take it. And I've probably take, I think I've started in December. And it's so almost a yeah, year. Wow. I was going to say went like five months and then I looked at the calendar. I was like, oh, well, nope, this year's almost over. Yeah. It's almost already been a year <laughs> since Jared's wedding. Just fucking insane to me. Yeah. Didn't that just happen? I feel like I, I, I remember very clearly. Yeah. That is, that is uh, yeah. Time is crazy. But yeah, so I've lost a lot of weight. I'm not trying to lose. So I, I started on 2.5 milligrams. Uh, I went up to five. People continue on, you know, to like 10, 15, 20. But um, I don't need to do that. I'm staying here. And I've been I've been at 133 for probably like four months, maybe more. So it's been perfect for me. Do you take supplements? You're not eating. Well, this is similar to Adderall or Vivance. When I took Vivance, not at all. It no, no, it's not that. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> eat. I smoked a lot of cigarettes. I lost a bunch of weight. Part of it is not eating, um, especially in the beginning, but now. I definitely eat pretty normally, um, but it just changes the way that your body digests food and like the length of time. Like, so they told me you got to be careful with your um, my Zoloft and my birth control because it can sort of hinder that a little bit, you know, so it could make it so your body is like digesting and processing the uh, birth control a little bit differently or the whatever the generic Zoloft I take. Um, so yeah, now it just, I think sometimes I'm surprised, you know, like I remember when I was trying to lose weight, I would not put sugar in my coffee because I realized, oh, that's adding just like a stupid calorie to my day that I don't need, you know, or like adding butter to uh, my pan to make eggs don't do that because it adds this amount of cats like stupid. But now I can sort of do those now things and it's oil. not a big deal. 
instead of butter. But now I can do those and it's not a problem. You know what I mean? Like I'm not gain. I, I continue to not gain the weight. That's nice. It still doesn't. I mean, yeah, I'm not rules. saying you're unhealthy, but somebody who could mistake it. Well, I'm losing weight. And then they continue to eat all the lard. And well, apparently lard's not even as bad as people presented it to be. But. <laughs> but I know what you mean. There are times when like I'm not very hungry and I realize like all I've had is like a slice of pizza yesterday and a dinner and then another slice of pizza today. Like I'm eating not enough and veg. You got <laughs> to take those uh, fish oil capsules and some folic acid. I do acid. take those. And some D vitamin and some B. I take that. I take B six. That's a good take, good energy booster there. I take it at night. What the fuck? I know it's wild. <laughs> Why at night? I hear that it's supposed to be taken in the morning. I know I take well because I don't. I feel like when I take medication in the morning, I get sick. Don't like call don't 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 you call B six medication? It's a supplement. There's oh, no oversight by the FDA. That's the old right. trick with supplements. It could be full of vitamins. Sawdust. Yeah, they're like, okay, whatever. Yep. Sell this whatever uh, whatever way you want. Market it. Position yeah. it. It's like things like uh, when I was looking at the liver stuff. It's like milk thistle, I think. People are like, oh, this is so... And then I looked in some studies. And it's like, it does nothing. There's no proof that milk thistle does anything. Although, well, although the studies, uh, yeah. to be fair, are lacking... Because there's no money to be had. Like if you're pushing right. a new medication, there's a lot of money to be made. So it's like, do these studies. Here's your funding. Figure it out with milk thistle. It's like they, they would prefer, I think, to not even have definitive proof. Like, Sure, right. if you're pushing it saying it's good for your liver, they would probably like to have that proof. But a study more than likely would show that it does nothing. And then it's like, oh, just whatever. Nobody needs to know. I feel like something like that. Like, so I started taking black cohosh, which I don't even know what that is, but it's for like pre-menopause and it helps with night sweats. Um, and so I take that and it really has helped. Placebo. What? I don't care then. If it's a placebo, that's fine. <laughs> if it works, I don't care. Favorite band. Placebo? Yeah. Is that really a band? Yeah, it's a band. Who say, what did they sing? Uh, did I go see placebo in Chicago? With for Nick's birthday when we took that trip, I can't remember the name of the band. <laughs> it is. Oh, it was, I think you, yeah, it was placebo. I enjoyed the show. Uh -huh. I thought it was a good show, but I didn't really know much of their music. Yeah, uh, but I enjoyed the show that they did. The lead singer was uh, into into gender fluidity mm. before anyone else. He was ahead of the curve. Now, you know, now it's just another. What do you mean before anybody else? Like before Bowie or before like? <laughs> well, okay. Some of these people, okay, and then before the mainstream masses jumped. Oh, on before like this this new gen. Yes, there was always artists who fell yes. into that um, quiz. But these days, you know, going back to what we were talking about earlier, when people need to have some kind of label that they grasp for anything, like neurodivergent, anxious, yeah, the anxiety one, really is what really annoys me. It's like I've been. So many people are anxious and sure, maybe hiding it isn't the best and it leads to weird things. Like when I decided I am anxious and I'm not going to uh, hide anymore, I'm just going to overdo it and overplay everything. Sure. Mm. It can lead to stupid shit like that. Like give into it. But, but I do think you get to a point where it's like, okay, yes, you're anxious. What are you going to do about it? Like it, Bringing it out of the dark into the light, any kind of mental condition, is a nice first step. The second step is then saying, okay, what can I do to live a better life? But instead, people really do just stop there now. Like, all right, I got it. I got the thing I wanted from you. It was why yeah. my my therapist for a long time didn't want to put any labels. She's like, I don't, why? Everyone just wants a label. That's what she said. I'm like, I don't want, no, I'm not going to do it. Until she finally did say, well, look, here's this thing. Don't don't take it and run with it and stop. Meaning I have an excuse now for being the way I am because, look, it's out of my control that there's. But you do say that. I don't say that. I don't. Yeah, because I've, I've, I've told you before that uh, the way that you're living doesn't seem like a way to live sometimes. Wait, and you've been I like, can. I can't change it. That's who I am. Well, I mean, like the, you really can't change some of these things. You just need to learn to implement mechanisms so when 
something happens that stirs the thing you can't control, you can move through it more quickly. You're not going to really rid yourself of a lot of these things. But I also sure. don't take it and just dig in my heels and say, deal with this shitty behavior. Uh, I, I, I also now have an identity. It shapes who you are, any kind of traits, yeah. mental disorder. It all shapes who you are. Sure. But it isn't your identity in itself. And I think that's where a lot of people stop now. I'm like, yes, yeah, I agree. this is me. Well, because it's too painful and too difficult. Well, it's it's too difficult because it's probably too painful to deal with the thing that feels good for you to do. You know, like it, it, it kind of feels good in the moment. You know, you get to be, you may, maybe you get to be like petulant or maybe you get to throw a fit or a tantrum, you know, or you get, or um, it feels comforting because it, it's just the way you grew up or whatever. You get to say. And so I, it feels good. You don't want to leave that behind and have to deal with the things in the moment that are difficult and hard and are uncomfortable. But then once you get through all of that and you learn how to deal with it in the moment, then God, life is so good. That's who I am. My therapist said so. Yeah. Okay, fine. I can't argue anymore. You win. Continue to act yeah. like the fifth. I'm not interested in that Con shit. Continue to act like the fifth grader who didn't get the, the Reebok pumps that you <laughs> wanted when your mom said, no, you're going to get LA gear pumps instead. And you say, that's not oh, the real, that's not the, that's not the real thing. And then you refuse to get back into the car because you're a little brat bitch. Brat bitch. That's not based on a true story. There was no okay. time of my life that sure. I threw that kind of fit. Ooh. You refused to get in the car? I wanted the Reebok pumps. I had to be oh, cool. Everyone else God. had the pumps. What was that? Don't get made fun of with those LA gear pumps. I'd be like, bye, bitch. You can stay at the mall. The cheap ones. Those are the poor person pumps. I need the, the real thing. Rich kid pumps. Yeah. It's like uh, the Timberland boots. I can't get the, you can get me the cheaper ones that don't, they know the laces are different. The whole boot cut's different. This is what you're going to make me. I want Timberlands because everyone has Timberlands. I don't know why they have Timberlands. I don't know where they came from. And I don't really care. <laughs> you're to like, know. I don't know why I want them, but for some reason I need them. I want them now to fit in. Mm -hmm. And you got me the wrong ones. You made me more of an outcast because now instead of just not having the thing, I have the wrong thing. And it's like, I tried before you could at least pretend that you didn't care. I did care, but I could at least pretend. But now. So what happened? You got these boots and it was like Christmas and you're like, oh. Yeah, something like that. It was so fucking dumb. Did you keep the receipt? It's so dumb. I'm just going to take him back to the mall. Following. When I go to my job where I steal clothes from. No, that was clothes. later on. Oh. You're talking about the difference of, well, uh, through development, many, many years, big changes. But it was probably only like four years from one to the yeah. other. <laughs> Four years is a big deal back then. It is a big deal. We're yeah. talking about middle school when I'm talking about with the Timberland oh, okay. boots. And then you get into high school and you get your job at Pacific Sun where they pay you five fourteen an hour or whatever. It was. I was yeah. thinking about that the other day. Not to say that uh, I had any right to steal. And that's that wasn't I never even thought about you're not paying me enough. So I'm going to. Oh, steal. no, no, no. I didn't think about that. That wasn't my motive. I didn't even try to justify it. If anything, I did feel guilt because the store manager was very nice. And my mistake was telling other people because when the other people get caught, then they narc you out. So, you know, my stealing now, it's like, it's my endeavor. I'm not going to talk to anyone about it. I'm not going to fill you in. I'm not going to give you the tricks of the trade. Deal with it. If you want to do it, you figure it out. I don't steal. That's what I would say, even if I did. That's right. Because I felt so awful when I got fired from Pacific Sunwear for stealing because somebody else got caught. Actually, what happened was some moron was stealing money from the register which they know right away, the end of the day, like the till says, All right, we should have this much. Where's this money? Right. It's not like you wait until inventory that happens once a quarter. It's like, oh, well, we're missing a lot of shirts here. All the split and billabong has gone out the door. I don't know what's happening. There's just maybe a lot of shoplifting, a lot of theft. But mm -hmm. you, you take it out of the till, they know right away. And they have to assume it's somebody, so they set up a sting operation and then they catch that person and then that person says well i'm not the only one i'm the only one stealing the money out of the register but we've got uh jackie over here who's stealing clothes and then she gets caught and folds immediately like a weakling it's like well Damn. greg taught me how to do it and then oh. 
And then, oh. then you say, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. You were only paying me five fourteen an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Uh, I wrote a note. I wrote a handwritten note. To well, because your manager was like, Greg. Well, she felt betrayed. She's like, some of these other yeah. people I could understand, but you, you betrayed no, me. No, I get that. And I felt awful. Damn you. And then I saw the. Uh, Curse you. Yeah, and then I saw the regional manager. Uh, a few months later, at the Publix near my parents' house. And she's like, it's a very awkward interaction. But 5.14 an hour, you deserved it. That's really no money. Like, again, I didn't. Well, back then, though. Back then, it's still not that much. It's it's pretty crazy when you put in a full day and you're going to, I got $40 before tax. (laughs) I know. Was it 5.13 an hour? Yeah, 5.14, I think. Oh, 5.14. Whatever. Maybe I'm wrong with the cents. That sounds right. Yeah, I think it was around there. Whatever the. Minimum wage was plus a few cents. It's like, oh, thank you for that extra dime. <laughs> I work an extra 10 hours, like an extra dollar. Yeah. I really appreciate it. But, you know, your costs are minimal too. It's like, what, what was I paying for? I was supposed to pay for the truck that my dad sold to me, the Nissan pickup. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's like, yeah. He's like, I, I'm, I'm getting a new car. This will be yours, but you have to pay me for it. I only want like 3000 for 2500 something like that. Yeah, sure. And you make the first two payments and then you just never pay yeah. again. <laughs> well, it's like, what are you going to do? You already got a new car. You're just going to take this one away and let it sit in the driveway? I dare you. What year was were you getting 514 an hour? What was? 99? Yeah, the, yeah, because when I got fired <sighs> did I I I was about to turn 18. I was like, "Oh, thank God. This happened before oh. I Let's say it's 98. No, it would have been. 99? It was 99 because I was going into 2000. Right. So Okay. So that's 9.43 an hour. Okay. It's pretty good. I mean, it's, like, it's not a lot. No. But also when you don't need to live off of it, sure, it's fine. Yeah. When you're just making some extra money to go spend on the, what the fuck's the place <laughs> called? What I can't the uh, the, no the 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 place with the burgers and the old school diner and the milkshakes. Oh, like Rock and Robin? No, not that crazy. Not like Johnny Rockets, but uh, I just want to keep saying Shake Shack, which I know is not correct. Yeah, and it's not Shake Rattle and oh, Roll. Oh, oh, it's um Steak Shake. Yeah, Steak and yeah, Shake. That's the one I couldn't remember. Steak Shake. <laughs> Isn't it weird when somebody else can't figure something out and then it also puts you into like a mental maze? You're like, now I don't know either. The steak and shake. Steak and shake is so stupid. We're going to go hang out there on the Friday night cruising Barrett Parkway. going to cruise around. We'll go to the mall until the mall closes and we'll go cruise around. So getting back anyway, I took you way off there. I don't even remember how to get back. There's no... Well, Seamless. talking about, yeah, my weight um, and being thirsty and uh, we were saying fuck HIPAA. So that made me reveal my weight. But then also I was going to say fuck HIPAA and talk about my dad's medical stuff. <laughs> weight has nothing to do with it. How dare you share another person's weight? That's violating HIPAA. No, not his weight. But no, no, I, I, in know. general, I just think it's funny. It's somebody tells like they whispered another person's ear and they say do you know what she weighs and then it really is a HIPAA violation and they go to jail for it <laughs> technically it is i mean if it's in your medical chart i guess if, if yeah. the nurse is going and spilling the beans so uh i um didn't really feel comfortable saying i was 170 because i guess i was i felt like a little embarrassed by that that's a lot i mean it is yeah it felt like a lot <clears throat> but what was nice was like i was still like seeing my fireman at the time. Mm-hmm. So even though, you know, that that doesn't have to define whether I'm hot or not, but it still was like a little bit of a validation. Like, oh, okay, I'm still like sexy at least. Like, I, <laughs> well, I mean, I, I don't know how it shows too. Like, obviously it shows differently on different people. Yeah, true. God, my boobs were so big and awesome. Now they're kind of... <laughs> deflated a little bit which is a bummer and that's the trade-off i guess when women lose yeah. weight you're gonna, the titties you're lose things that you like bye bye titties <laughs> deflate swing low 
Okay, so I want to tell you about what happened with my dad. Okay. Um, so my dad is 75. Um, he, for maybe like four or five years, he's been falling. The time in between falls is getting shorter and shorter. So it used to be like once a year he'd fall. He'd have like a really bad fall. You in know, what way? He like just when get... he's falling, what is he walking on the sidewalk? In the kitchen, stairs. Uh, not down the not stairs. More like it's. I I, th <clears throat> I think it's the way that he's walking to stabilize himself is actually doing him a disservice, and therefore he can't catch himself when he stumbles or like trips. You know, so because I've been doing some research about it, but um, and he and. Just getting older and lack of exercise, you know, your muscle Does he need a cane? deterioration. Yeah, he and he has a cane. He's had a cane for like three years, I think, something like that. It's not helping. Well, yeah, even when he takes his cane. So, um, you know, I was um, encouraging my dad uh, to uh, get some physical therapy for fall prevention. And I think he went to a physical therapist for a little bit and then just decided like, well, it doesn't work, <laughs> you know, and uh, they I think they sent him home with some exercises he could do at home. But I'd really I don't know how much he did. So and I was sending him some links about things. He was like, OK, but nothing was ever happening. And, you know, for me, especially I'm like, fuck it, I'm out, you know, so I just backed off emotionally. So then my mom would tell me every time he fell and I'm like. I didn't like this feeling or this reaction that I'd have, but I'd be like, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and of course he fell. No one's doing anything about this. So then I would try and tell her, like, you got to do this and you got to do that. But again, like, I didn't want to be the person responsible for him taking care of himself. You know, like, if he can't take care of himself by doing the bare minimum of what he needs to do so that he can walk, then it's like, well how am I supposed to take that on? You know, so I didn't. So, um, he fell, he, like I said, the time in between is getting closer and closer, like, you know, once a month and then twice a month and then, you know, four times in a month, you know, and then the other day on a Friday he fell and my mom called me and said she couldn't get him up. Like not, he was awake, but he, they, she couldn't lift him up. And I was like, okay. So I ran over and I didn't know but he was outside. And so I came around the corner and he was just like laying on the ground. It was so sad looking. And he was all bloodied up and he, his shoulder was really bothering him and we couldn't lift him up because his shoulder, right? Like you couldn't grab him any way that he needed to not hurt him. So we called an ambulance. They came, they took care of him. They took him to the hospital and you know, they did uh, x-ray and everything and his 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 whole ugh, his whole entire arm was outside of its socket they just pop it back in um yeah but they had to put him to, to sleep to do it because it was popped out in this way that wasn't such like an easy fix you know and it was going to be really painful so they put him to sleep it was no big deal like that part was okay he's fine but he's sore you know so that was friday and then saturday I'm working at the yacht club. So my mom was saying, we're going to just take, I'm going to, you know, leave dad alone in the house and he's not going to go anywhere. Um, he'll have his cane. He'll be okay. He's just sore. And I'll just keep the kids, you know, at your house and I'll put them to bed and then come back. And so I was like, okay. So I go to work and then that evening, it turns out he fell again. But he was alone at the house. So he was on the ground for like an hour trying to get help. So he, he used the Alexa to call like emergency, which was just like people around, you know, like my mom and Travis and our neighbor, Matt. And so Travis got the call <clears throat> and he wasn't home. So he called Matt. Matt came over and like helped Mr. Bob up off the ground. And it just... It stressed me out so much, you know, that 
it was happening and that no one seems to be doing anything about it. And what do you mean by that? It's nobody's doing anything about it. No one was doing anything proactive to prevent this kind of thing from happening. Well, it's on him to do that. Right. But it's it's really difficult to sit back and just like watch somebody. This is what I told my mom. I was like, it's like I'm watching you guys in a boat and it's sinking, right? It's like it's got leaks and I got a bucket and I'm trying to get I'm trying to like bail it out and you guys are trying to fix the boat with a nail, you know, and a piece of wood and you're hammering more holes in the boat because they're doing things like they have a puppy which who I love. Willow's so cute and amazing, but like don't get a fucking puppy. Who wanted to get the puppy? He did because they had to put their dog down and then he was he told my mom that he was like getting depressed and that he didn't have anything to do. And so it Anything that if my dad gave her just like a little bit, a little glimpse of communication about his emotional being. And then so she was like, okay, And so they got the puppy. But like the puppy has trouble walking on the hardwood floors. So they're putting rugs everywhere so that she can walk places, which is like the worst thing you can do for someone who's having who's a fall risk. You know, I feel like it would provide better grip. I mean, it gives you something to trip over. I understand that, but that's the thing is that he it could it, it could be tripped hardwood over. floors with slippery socks. Well, they wear their shoes inside. Too. And if you get some pledge on the ground, God, you're done. <laughs> God forbid. You're done. You ever get? Well, that's the thing. He's not slipping. He's he's stumbling. You ever get pledge on a hard surface? Uh, like on the floor? Uh, no. It stays. I guess it not. Stays slippery for months, <laughs> and you forget. And you step in that spot. And you're like, Whoa! Well, what is pledge? Just wax. I don't know. The, I don't know the secret formula for pledge. Yeah. Lemon and wax. <laughs> so anyway, you know, I I had a breakdown basically, um, and so I told my mom about it and really just made it so she understood that like this is your and dad's responsibility and it should not be mine i want to be here to help you um but i can't take all of this on and i felt like i couldn't talk to anyone about how i was feeling because i didn't want to i sometimes when i talk to my mom and we talked about this so this is all i'm not airing any dirty laundry but i told her i was like sometimes i feel like i can't be sad with you because it makes you so sad and then i end up sort of comforting you and saying like i'm okay um, and so I felt really alone. My friend, my friend Anna was in Denver. Uh, my friend, you know, Michelle, she, she was having her own thing. Like she couldn't talk. And like, I just felt like, well, no one asks me how I'm feeling, you know? And I just felt really sort of alone. And then also overwhelmed with this thing that like, no one seems to be trying to solve this problem. Uh, and I can't solve it with do-goodism, you know, or by like hoping that you get the physical therapy that I researched for you, you know? So anyway, confronted my mom about it. We had this big talk, um, and it was really, really good. And I love the relationship that she and I have, uh, been working on and building and it's been really amazing so she was able to talk to my dad and have like a like a heart to heart like sit down with him about the facts of what's going on and neither of them can avoid this anymore because even that night on the Saturday when he fell she had gotten like call after call after call on her phone and she just kept thinking like oh he's just calling to say good night you know and he keeps not like we keep missing the phone call and Elliot was like Maybe he fell. Because, because yeah, if somebody's she, like, calling quite a bit in a row, I feel. Yeah. I was like, well, I don't know what's going on. Why do they keep calling? Right. And But they're so, like, their heads are in the sand, you know? My mom doesn't want to deal with this because it's difficult. And so she's very quick to find ways not to deal with it. So it's like, oh, dad's just saying goodnight. 
not even thinking that something could be wrong. You know? I get a phone call at like eight in the morning. I think something's wrong. Why the hell are you calling? <laughs> Sometimes I do too. Are you calling me so early? Yeah. Like if my parents call me too early, I'm like, what? Wait, what? Well, maybe not early. Maybe not late. If they call me late, I think something's I wrong. I feel early and late. Because early, they're up early. You know, my dad gets up at like four. Yeah, but I feel as though, I mean, eight, look, to you, maybe eight isn't really that early to a lot of people, but I don't normally get phone calls from my parents at 8 a.m. So if I True. If it comes through, I'm like, what's, what's going on? And then it's. Yeah, like, what's wrong? And she's like, my ear's still clocked up. It's like, okay, well. <laughs> Is your mom's ear clogged up? Yeah, she won't stop talking about it. Oh, she, did she do research and found out she, she has went to the doctor disease? Yeah. And they took out the wax, but then they said there was an infection underneath and she's been doing the antibiotics, but still not still muffled. It's like, ah, okay. Go back to the doctor. And I told her to use the bulb, the water bulb. No, I'll break. I can't do that to myself. It's like the water bulb's not, I squeezed it as hard as I could at some point. I, I'm not saying that maybe you're supposed to do that, but I feel as though you can't get enough pressure squeezing the water bulb as hard as you can to really do any damage until I got giant chunks of uh, <laughs> wax out of my ears. It was insane. This was Should I do that? Is that like a fun kind of thing to do? This was years ago. This was probably at this Sounds point. Sounds satisfying. Maybe at this point it was like 10 years ago. But uh, out of nowhere, I mean, it, it, it's such a gradual process, I think, the wax building up that – you're losing some of your hearing, but it's not so terrible. It's like I'm deaf, but right. the, it's decreased over the years. But it got to the point where then it's like, okay, now it's blocked. It's like I, I rubbed my ear and now I cannot hear anything. Wow. Um, it's like I don't know what's going on. I assumed it was wax. And I got the softening drops and I put those in and I got the bulb and I just squeezed as hard as I could and it dislodged. I'm like, ooh. And then he did it again and it's like, ah. Uh. And then it started peeking out and I grabbed tweezers. It was the biggest what? ball of disgusting wax that you've ever oh. seen that's just been in there for my whole life i guess like who knows how some old some of that wax was because i had never cleaned my ears before in that way and wow the things i could hear after that like you could hear footsteps clearly and clicking of keyboard in a way that you never had hear it before and wow i want to do that this is insane yeah, it's something you should you should do. Everyone should take care of their ears. But well, I I use a I know you're not supposed to be, you know, I use the um Q-tip. It pushes it in. I don't think That's so. That's the problem. It pushes it farther in. I believe it now. It's like I, I used yeah. to use Q-tips all the time thinking I was cleaning my ears and I do think that yeah. it, it probably just pushes a little bit in. It obviously gets some out. But I think they're too thick. Like you would need something thinner where you could go in without touching yeah. the, the game operation where you have to right. go in <laughs> without touching the sides of your ear and then pull out. Well, you know, they have those little like those tiny cameras that have mm -hmm. like the tweet you know, for your ears. Yeah. Yeah. That seems really fun. I mean, they use them when you go to the doctor. They'll look in there with their. But now they have it for like, I don't know, YouTubers. <laughs> everything for YouTubers now. Everything's. Yeah. Everything's content. I'm a woman who pretends that I'm angry that the egg on her egg sandwich is off to the side too much and I'm going to send it back and I'm going to act like a real entitled bastard. I feel like I'm pretty good at sussing those things out. Yeah, we all know what's happening, but they still get such engagement. Yeah. So oh my God, what a Karen. Everyone's so fucking desperate. Yeah. But we don't need to go down that road at this point. Going back to, you know, <laughs> you talking about your, your parents. I mean, I think. Yeah. There are a lot of people seemingly as they get older that are stubborn. Even my friend, uh, Howard, like he, he's pretty much bedridden because he's in such pain. Hmm. And I was like, get, get the fucking scooter. And I, I understand who wants to be on a scooter. Who wants, like, nobody wants <laughs> I kinda it. I kind of do. <laughs> well, okay, maybe some people do. But I, I, I think it'd be fun. I get it. It's like, I, I, I've, I've been independent. Right. I've walked places. I used to be athletic, whatever it is. You don't want to end up on a scooter, but it's better than the alternative. It's like you can wish that it wasn't like this and have so much pride that you don't yeah, want to wish do all it. you want. But the reality but. of the situation is either you get the scooter, or you go, or you stay in bed. Right. And I don't think that's healthy. I think getting out in any way possible is 
an important thing. Uh, you know, I think about with my parents, they're relatively young for my age. Both of them are 63. My dad just turned 63. So that's pretty young for mm-hmm. having a 41 year old. But, uh, you know, I was down there a week ago and my dad goes out in a hundred degree weather to mow the lawn. <laughs> it's like, why? It's like, it needs to be cut. Like it wasn't huge. It didn't take long. Uh, he right. was just mowing the backyard. I was like, what the fuck? Why? And being a person who has to always be doing something when his body does start to break down, I don't know what it's going to lead to. And you see, yeah. you see your parents. And it's like, oh, okay, they are starting to look a little older. Like I'm not around. I don't see them on a regular basis like my sisters do. So when you're seeing them right, every day. Right, you see a difference the next time you see them. Yeah, and it's starting to come in a bit more than in the past. It's like, all right, they age, but it's like, oh, no, I I can, yes. Like, if I, if I didn't know you and I just saw you, I'm like, hmm, they're older. Right. These, these people are 60-something <laughs> years old. So it's, uh, yeah. it's a thing I guess everyone deals with to some extent, um, and a lot of children do take on taking care of their parents um you know well and that's the thing you know like i like i i I don't mind helping you know but when it seems like i said when it seems like um they're doing they continue to sort of either do nothing uh or like do more harm you know it's like what am i supposed to do here and it is tough to say, I'm not going to do anything. It's not my place to do it. Because then your dad's going to keep falling. What the right. fuck? <laughs> Why don't you just take charge here? Right. I, I think of the people so. who say, look, I don't want to end up in an old person's home. Who wants to Who wants to do that? I don't have kids. So it's not like I can say, you are going to take care of me. And if I do have kids at some point, it's like, I'll, they're not going to be that old by the time I get old. So it's a shitty <laughs> thing to put on them. And right. if it comes down to like, I got to go to an old person's home or uh, have my kids take care of me, it's like, uh, I'll go to the home because I, it's a burden to put on yeah. other people. It's like, you should live your life. I lived my life and, you know, I don't know what'll happen with my parents. My sisters are there. Um, if, if they're, yeah, you might get out scot-free. <laughs> yeah. But then I got my old friends like i was just telling you about right like oh well it's like <laughs> got an adopted set <laughs> of old people that don't take a a lot of help but are going to need it and like there's nobody else yeah. around and then people are gonna say well you're doing it because you want to be in their will it's like no oh. <laughs> <laughs> who's gonna say that now, i i just it, it crossed my mind it's it's like because people do shit like that of course, I want the but, apartment you know. i want the money that you don't have kids so if you don't have kids who's gonna get everything uh, like I, I swear, and people are, there's always going to be people who don't believe it. It's like, I never even thought about it until, uh, the other day, uh, his wife said, you should be the executive or executor of our will. Oh yeah. And that doesn't mean I get anything. It's just like, I execute it. <laughs> no, of the estate. Right. Yeah. So like afterwards when it goes into whatever it happens when you die, and then, then you are like in charge. And then he yelled, he's like, don't put that on him. I could just say, <laughs> you should do this. And, you know, that's a fair thing. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like, that's a, a responsibility. It's like, I bet I didn't, wasn't offended. You would be happy to, you'd be I okay wasn't offended that. by it, but it was the first time no. I thought, I was like, oh, I wonder if like other people would think, because there's got to be someone who knows them. It's like, who the fuck's this person? Why are they? And then, you know, what were you trying to well, do? Well, you've known them for a long time. I'm sure like if they have friends, I'm sure they've mentioned you to them. Yeah. I mean, it was always a weird thing. It's like, is that your... Some people don't even know is that your son? It was like, right. I think they just lied and said it was like related by cousin somehow. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's a hard thing to say. It's like, well, he actually, we became close to him because he was delivering pot to us because, <laughs> you know, the guy who was delivering pot normally went to jail and he kind of took over. <laughs> <laughs> He's a good guy, I swear. I mean, who, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> Like delivering pot at this point, what stigma is even attached to? There's not much, but well, the whole thing of like it was a friend of his, he went to jail. <laughs> yeah, like just he's like, ah, no, he's like a cousin. It's like, what does that mean? It's like, yeah. ah, you know, it's a blanket term. It's related somehow. Yeah, you just call person. That's right, cousin. So, 
Well, I hopefully, hopefully your dad will. Yeah. Do what's. I sent them some videos that I had watched that were giving me anxiety while I was watching them because I was like, "Why am I doing this? You know, why why isn't somebody else doing this?" And then I sent those to dad. Um, I sent them to mom. I signed. I had signed up my dad for this like movement class that was for fall prevention and like strength um not strength training but just to get you stronger at this senior activity center here and uh you know it was just like I I had already heard that my dad was maybe thinking about postponing it not yet so then he fell on Saturday and then I had the breakdown and said no it's definitely not going to be postponed but it was just stuff like that. You're like, are you fucking serious, dude? Like, come on. That's a good thing to, you can strengthen the muscles you have. You're not in it to build more muscle. You're like, oh, look. No, no, no. Strengthen what I have. Well, because all he does is sit. He sits and watches TV and he goes from the couch to the kitchen or from the couch and walks the dog, you know, a few feet out from the house. Like, it's not like they're walking around like the neighborhood. And I told my mom, I was like, get him out of the house. Like, this is the thing. It's like. The, the 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 hierarchy of people uh, who put effort into this should be him, you, and then me. And so right now, it's me. And, like, I, I was telling her, like, get him out of the house. Take him for walks. Yeah, if he refuses, though, what are you going to do? He's like, no. You can only do so much. He won't refuse. Maybe he doesn't want to. And if he does refuse, then I would get in a fight with him. Too hot. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> I'd say. I'll go out in the I'll go out in the fall. <laughs> well, that's the thing. And so um it really did feel almost like um in my mind it was almost like uh, like a like an intervention type of thing. It's like if you don't if you continue to harm yourself or to uh, not do things that will prevent you from harming yourself, then you know, they're going to um you are going to become too much of a burden for us to handle. Um so you will end up in a home and you will hate that. He would hate that. He would be absolutely miserable. Maybe like it. There's people to talk to. There's games to play. There's. I mean, I would hope. Food and things to do. But the idea of him, you know, being away from everything and my mom and, you know, just like all of that. Like, that's where you're going to end up. So. And I'm not going to feel good about it, but I'm also not going to spend my days being uh, the only one who, you know, like, it's just, I, I can't care more than you, you know, you have to take control of this. And so that was the conversation I had with my mom. And then she had that with dad. So um, apparently it's going better. Well, good. Um, yeah. So hopefully it continues to go better. Have some compassion. It's a horrible curse life. What a horrible thing to put onto people. Oh, I do have compassion, but you know, how, <laughs> I know like, you okay. <laughs> You know how it feels like you and I do a lot of contemplation and like work and we might have a way about us, at least for me, like I'll have something that I, that has happened or that I think, or that an, an interaction that I'm not happy with. And I think about it and I try and think of like motivations from their point of view, from my point of view, and just like, you know, I hate to say it, you know, but unpack it, you know, and I feel like that's that helps me progress into a better person for me, you know, and live a happier life and just a more aware life um, where I'm more compassionate or understanding or even for other people and for myself. But when somebody that you are very close to refuses to do that work, but then it kind of, the burden is kind of being placed on you. You know what I mean? It's a really hard position to be in. It is. It seems like you handled it so, the best way you could. I think so, too. And hopefully things happen, because if, if not, then it gets to the point where it's like, I can't do this anymore. But it's also difficult to just not do anything. So then you have to remove yourself right. more. I'm not going to say you're going to cut them off completely, but you know, you'll find yourself no, removing yourself more. And that's not a place yeah, and, anyone and, wants to be. Right. And uh, it would be something that would probably be felt like she removed herself, you know, 
Like, where is she? Yeah, they blame you. It's like, no, you pushed me away with your inaction. Well, hopefully it doesn't I get had there. To protect myself. Doesn't seem like. No, and I, I really, I, you know, I'm, I'm a positive thinking gal, <laughs> and so I, I. I mean, you are. <laughs> I, am. I wasn't scoffing at the you not being positive oh. thinking. I was scoffing at positive thinking just in general. Like, oh, okay. So thing. I feel like okay, you know, I, I don't feel a hundred percent like they're gonna do everything right, of course, because. I also have like control things a little bit where it's like, well, they're not going to do it right because it's not going to be my way, but they're going to do it the way that they're going to do it. And it's going to be fine. And I'm here. I'm here to help. So hopefully it just keep, it gets it, there's a little hopefully there's progress. So I'm watching my I'm, we're going to end, but also the whole my 600 pound life thing, I think, <laughs> is me watching people take control of <laughs> something they feel that is out of control and they're doing the work themselves and I think that's helping me somehow I don't know motivated by 600 my 600 pound life yeah bring me the info I need and the the strength to carry on well when I was separating from Travis and I had a lot to you know like there were a lot of there's a lot of fighting and you know craziness happening I was watching Vanderpump Rules over and over because they would fight and go crazy on each other and then they'd be okay (laughs) you know what I mean like (laughs) Just need to see those real world examples. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you. Um, I hope that uh, if you're having a similar experience with your family, I hope that you're getting through it. And maybe we're all getting in that age where your parents start to become like children instead of parents. Like your. And you're their parent now. Like your end of show wrap ups. Just sell the hot sauce. No, won't. All right, good. I love the hot sauce. Go buy it. Hoffandpepper.com. One topic 15 for 15 That's what you did just sell it. I said, go sell the hot sauce. (laughs) I just sold it. (laughs) I did. (laughs) Bye, fuckers. Mm